No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon gives Proverbs about the plans of the heart, the words of the tongue, and committing all our works to the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 16 on Simply the Bible. What would you do if you won a million dollars in the lottery? How would it change your life? How would you spend it? Many people look to riches to end their problems and make them happy. But Solomon had great wealth, much more than we can even imagine. Yet there was something he treasured more than all his riches. Today we will see what that was. Proverbs 16, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. What comes out of our mouth has something to do with how we prepare our heart. We should prepare it by meditating on the word and through prayer before we speak. Think of how much trouble we would avoid. When we give our mouth to the Lord as his instrument, how sweet the sound is. I am amazed sometimes the things that God speaks through me, and I'm sure you've probably had the same experience. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. This is the universal problem of man. We have been stung by that proud corruption that was in Satan, and he whispered it to Eve in the garden. You shall be like God. But God has given us his law as the mirror to show us our blemishes. We see that we do not measure up to his divine standard of righteousness. All have sinned and turned away. All we like sheep have gone astray. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only the Lord can search and weigh the heart. How we need him to weigh us in the balance now so that we are not found wanting on the day of judgment. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Usually we think that if we start with our thoughts, then our works will follow and be established. I believe that is true, but here Solomon puts it a different way. If we will commit our works to the Lord, engaging in those things that we know are his will and that please him, then he will establish our hearts. He will put his desires in our hearts and give us the wisdom and grace to execute them. The Hebrew word actually says to roll your works onto the Lord. As Peter wrote, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. What cares are you carrying today that you can roll upon him? Is it guilt? Hey, he paid it all on the cross. Is it anxiety? Then roll it upon him and he will give you peace now and wisdom when you need it. The Lord has made all for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Understand that God has made everything for himself. He made you for his pleasure. You may not like that, but there's nothing you can do about it. God has even made the wicked for the day of doom. Now, he didn't make them wicked. 
When God created everything, he said that it was very good. But he has endowed every person with the freedom to choose either good or evil. And God uses even the evil that people choose to work out his ultimate plan. It must be endlessly frustrating to be Satan, knowing that his best schemes of evil to thwart the purposes of God, God only uses for his good plan. God will be glorified in all things. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. It matters not how many proud people will band together to join their forces to oppose God. Listen, if they are resisting the Lord and disobeying his will, they are doomed to ruin. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Atonement for our sins can only be accomplished by heaven. God's mercy and truth met when Jesus died on the cross. God's mercy toward us provided the atoning sacrifice. As Abraham prophesied, God provided himself a lamb for the offering. Because Christ laid down his life for us, we can never doubt his love. But truth was also satisfied at Calvary, for Christ fulfilled all the requirements of the law of God. Now, God accepts his sinless life for our sinful lives, and atonement was made. Now, if we fear God, then we will believe in the atonement provided by heaven and turn from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. God holds the heart of every person, and he is able to work in the hearts of our enemies. Now, you will have enemies if you love God. Jesus said, look, if they hated me, they will hate you too. But we must remember to treat our enemies in the way that pleases the Lord, which means that we must love our enemies. And if your enemy is hungry, then feed him. I will never forget a time when Justin, our son, was just a boy, and he had a neighbor kid that was always hassling him, being sort of a bully. And our son didn't know what to do. And it was around Christmas time. And I, I remembered, you know, this proverb that says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And so I said, Justin, this is what the Bible says. So let's do this. Let's make him some cookies and you bring that over to him and just see what God does. Well, we did it. He brought the cookies over and the guy was so amazed when Justin brought the cookies that about uh, 15 minutes later, we hear a knock on the door and he brought us some cookies. And from that point on, I won't say they were the best of friends, but uh, he never bothered uh, our son again. So it works. God can make even your enemies be at peace with you. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. Jesus said that a person's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Getting more stuff doesn't make you happier, believe it or not. Peace and joy are the byproducts of a right relationship with God and others. It is better to have a little materially and have righteousness and peace in your home than to have vast wealth without justice or peace. A man's heart plans his ways, 
but the Lord directs his steps. Is it wrong to plan our way? Of course not. Is it wrong to set goals? No. Go ahead, plan your way. Because if we do delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. But make your plans with an eye to God's plan and his glory. Execute your plan with dependency upon God. Then he will direct your steps and cause you to prosper. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. A king carries much responsibility. He must render sound decisions. If he is corrupt or if he loves bribes or if he has some other political motivation, then everyone under his rule suffers. Therefore, he must not transgress in judgment. He must realize that he is a servant of God and a servant of his fellow man. Honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. Solomon has much to say about having integrity in business, and God cares about these things. Warren Buffett says never to do anything today that you wouldn't want to read about in tomorrow's newspaper. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speaks what is right, as messengers of death is the king's wrath. But a wise man will appease it. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. These are proverbs about kings. Now, since most of us will not likely ever be a king, they don't apply to us. Or do they? The Apostle John wrote in the first chapter of Revelation, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The Bible says that we shall reign with Christ on the earth. So we should probably listen up to what makes a good king. First, it is an abomination or a detestable thing for the king to commit wickedness, for his throne is established by righteousness. Now, since we are all children of the king, we should be steadfast in walking in righteousness. The king delights in righteous lips. Therefore, we should be careful what we say. May gracious words come from our mouths as they did from the mouth of Christ. The king's wrath is a messenger of death. Therefore, wise people appease it. Now, fortunately for us, God is slow to anger, for he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But if we are wise, we will quickly humble ourselves when we know we're wrong and repent. In the light of the king's face is life. So how much more will this be true when we behold the smiling face of our king, Jesus? My prayer for you today is that he will lift up his countenance toward you and be gracious to you. Verse 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold? 
And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Solomon could say this because he was extremely rich and extremely wise. So who better to say that wisdom is better than gold than the one who possessed both in abundance? And that is why Solomon looked at wisdom as being even better than all of his wealth. So what are we collecting? What are we acquiring? Let us take these Proverbs to heart and do what they say. This is the way to become rich in the things of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for the wisdom that you've given to us in your word. We thank you, Lord, that through Jesus Christ, our sins are atoned for, and you have made us even kings and priests to our God, that we might reign with Christ in the future. We pray, Lord, Help us take these things to heart. Help us acquire wisdom and walk in it. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at more proverbs about the understanding heart being a wellspring of life, the silver-haired crown of glory, and pride that comes before a fall. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.